I, I don't think there's anything that that can boost morale in a facility for both the staff and the residents as a nice new clean floor. Even it has more of an effect on a building, I think, than the painting. Painting is very important too. Those are the two things that you see when you walk, when you go through a building. Is you see the paint, the walls, or the wallpaper, and the flooring. But the flooring is what brings a building to life or not. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to another live recording of the Nursing Home Podcast, the podcast that discovers and discusses areas of the industry that maybe we didn't even realize are part of the industry. In today's episode, we deal with something that is very unique, very interesting, and something that I never thought we would be discussing, frankly, on the show. Uh, In today's episode, we are going to be discussing flooring. What does flooring have to do with nursing homes. Why is it important for nursing homes? What's the difference? What type of flooring? And finishings in general, the atmosphere, the environment of a nursing home and how critical that is. So to that end, I'd like to welcome Mati Notice, owner at Ritz Flooring to the Nursing Home Podcast. So welcome, Mati, to the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you. So Mati, first of all, thanks for joining us. And I appreciate the opportunity for you being here. Just so that our listeners or viewers can have a bit of an idea um, of who you are, and how you got into such a niche business, something very, very specific. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this? And even before you do that, I just want to thank everyone who appreciate it. Thank you for being there and joining us on this journey. But Mati, on to you. So how I got into flooring was really by accident, but uh, a, a brief little history. I was started a construction company in 97, and one of the first customers that I had own nursing homes. He actually do some paint house, but we we got friendly. I started doing some work and I had no idea what I was doing at the time. And in California, they have something called Ashbad. I don't believe they have it in other places, but Ashbad is very, very, it's specifically for nursing homes. I started doing work in his nursing homes, was not familiar at all with the Ashbad codes and requirements and all that, and got myself of trouble. Ashbad is, it's, it's like the planning department for nursing homes. When you pull a permit in California, you don't go to the city, to the planning department, you go to its statewide occupational safety hazard. Okay, fair enough. And they're much stricter. Their codes and laws are, are very, very strict. Most other states, I don't, I don't believe, have Ashbad, but in any event, I started getting all kinds of code violations from Ashpod and all kinds of things. And that's how I discovered Ashpod. And I started having to learn up about it and read the codes and read the Ashpod books and everything. And then I got to realize that the inspectors, and when you do an Ashpod project, they have something called an IOR, there's an inspector of record. 
and then there's inspector from Ashbat to check, realizing that they didn't know any of the codes and laws, and they were just making things up on the fly. And it, these were things that for years they just always said, and everyone always did. But when I actually started reading the Ashbat codes and books, and I started realizing that very few people, including the inspectors, knew the real codes and laws. So actually, I, I became like somewhat of a Ashpad. I, I became very familiar with the Ashpad codes, and I became somewhat of a an expert, you know. And I've developed a reputation with with the code enforcers that basically not to because I know the code very well. In any event, one of the big issues in the nursing homes always was flooring. Uh, it was always there was basically two floorings that you could use by Ashpad requirements that would meet. That could meet Ashbad requirements. You couldn't use any wood. You couldn't use anything that was flammable. You couldn't. Use, there was so many things that you couldn't use. But the two things that basically you could use was a VCT, which is a vinyl composite tile, or it was carpet. And both of those were not very good options. Carpet had an advantage that everyone felt it was a lot quieter. It was more homely. But with carpet, for infection control, for dust, for cleanliness, for even stains and all kinds of things, and even pushing wheelchairs and carts, it, was, it's not, it wasn't a good option. Vinyl was very cheap looking, and if you didn't maintain it constantly, you had to constantly wax it and strip it and wax it. Most facilities had full-time crews just taking care of the vinyl tile, and you know, some places did it weekly that they would strip it and wax it, some did it monthly, but the ones that did it monthly after two weeks, the facilities didn't look good and clean. So that wasn't a very good option either. It was, it was a cheaper option at the moment, but a more expensive option over time. Both of them were not good options. I was at a trade show, I think it was in 2005, and I saw this vinyl plank, which didn't exist in the US at that time. Well, Mannington was just starting then to, to, to make it. They had it in Europe, they didn't have it in America yet, and they were just getting ready to start. But anyway, I saw this product and I just thought this is genius. This is brilliant. This would be amazing for nursing homes. It was being, at that time, they were making it for residential, like for cheap, something that looks like wood would be a, a less expensive option. But I thought this was a great thing for nursing homes. And not again, not really knowing what I was doing, I uh, found a manufacturer in China and I brought in a container and I got a few of my customers to allow me to test it out. It was a complete disaster. It lasted a few months and uh, it started coming apart, started all kinds of things. So, but instead of uh, just saying, okay, this doesn't work, I dove into it like I did with the Ashpat requirements. And, and uh, I started researching what, how it's made, what it's made from, what we could do better and make it better, to make it a better product. And it took me a, a, a few years, but uh, a few years into it, I came up with a really, really high quality, good product. And we tested that in nursing homes and we've done very well with it. I mean, I have nursing homes that we installed for in over 10 years ago that still look brand new. And it just, over time, it took on a life of its own to the point where the flooring, I stopped the construction and just focused on the flooring at this point. Wow. So first of all, that, that's quite the full introduction. I really appreciate that. I definitely did not want to interrupt as you're on a roll over there, which is phenomenal. 
but you know you didn't give up with the the initial failure you know you pushed through it till you got to what what you're doing right now so a couple things first of all who would have thought that so much goes into flooring period very few people and surprisingly i've come to learn that even flooring people know very little about flooring most people don't understand don't know that much about flooring they know that they like color they like style they say oh okay and then they look at the price but they're they're not very familiar with what they're actually and, and and it frustrates me a lot when i hear you know other flooring people telling customers things that are just completely not true and i realize they don't know so how why don't we use this opportunity to educate us a little bit i'm one of those people i'm not even the construction person but you know i believe that we we spoke about this that you know i've been involved in some construction projects in nursing homes and flooring was definitely a piece of it. And I, I, re I remember when, you know, we put the new flooring in the lobby and the loud conversations that we had going on from the staff, you know, down the hallways, they walked into the new space and they just kind of started acting differently. Even though the, really the only thing we changed at that point was the flooring. And it's something that we didn't even realize. We don't, we don't even realize that we notice until we notice it. And when you change it and it's a whole new thing, it like, completely changed the whole atmosphere the whole environment and we you know people actually it changes their behaviors like almost immediately I, I don't think there's anything that that can boost morale in a facility for both the staff and the residents as a nice new clean floor even it has more of an effect on a building i think than the painting painting is very important too but those are the two things that you see when you walk when you go through a building is you see the paint the walls or the wallpaper and the flooring but the flooring is what brings a building to life or not now uh, just to just to qualify what you just said you're coming from someone who's a construction person you weren't like you just mentioned before you weren't you weren't a flooring person so you don't have to come to this conclusion that flooring is the is the thing that makes you know the biggest difference but you came to this uh conclusion because you actually know that this is the case i know this firsthand is the case and one of the reasons i mean other than what i mentioned earlier but one of the reasons i focused a lot on flooring was from doing facilities and i've done many i've built facilities from scratch the, the the flooring was always the biggest issue and made the biggest difference in every project that's a big statement comparing that putting that in context of building a facility from scratch so there's a lot that goes into building a facility from scratch. well absolutely uh, I'm, I'm saying from the finished prod product, if you did a, a nice flooring or you did a, you know, you had a good designer or whatever it was, you used a nice product for the flooring, it, that's what made all the difference. And, and it was a big, it's a big ticket item also when you're doing a remodel. Uh, that's probably the biggest ticket item that you're going to encounter when you're doing a remodel is the flooring. When you say ticket item, you mean expense? Expense, yes. Got it. Got it. So let's say we have a, uh, let's talk specifically to nursing home administrators. So nursing home administrators don't, uh, many times are not involved in construction and remodeling. Many times don't have control over that part of the budget, but they have some leeway from the monthly maintenance budget to deal with the flooring. So in order, uh, if let's say you have a, an administrator who has carpet or they have the flooring that's not really working, what, what can they do? Is there anything that they can do to in-house type of thing without going for a full, you know, re-flooring or however you say that. Is there anything that they can do maybe on a budget that can help them at least begin to solve this issue? 
Well, as far as with the existing flooring, you know, even sometimes just buying a good machine to clean the floors with makes a huge difference. As far as the facility goes, if you keep your floors clean, it, it makes a big difference. So, you know, a lot of times people don't have the proper machines that they need to clean their floors or they don't strip and wax them often enough and the floors look very dreary and dirty and that makes a huge difference. But there are things, you know, people can buy vinyl plank and have a maintenance guy, a decent maintenance guy, replace rooms at a time. Even replacing a resident room with something that feels more like like a, a wood look, like it feels more homely and it could boost morale of, of the residents and, and you know, it, it has a more of a homely feel than an institutional feel. And that's something that could be done slowly, you know, they could do one a month or two a month. It doesn't have to be an entire facility at one time. But obviously the thing that makes the biggest difference would be replacing the hallways and that's always a challenge to do and it's a bigger expense. They could definitely do rooms at a time or even even a dining room or something, you know, make residents feel more at home. Cleanliness is the most important thing. Which is interesting. So even with existing flooring, there obviously comes a point where, you know, like you said, you have to replace the aging carpets and everything that goes with it. And sometimes there'll come a point where the only the only option is to replace the flooring. And then you have to figure out, you know, what's the what's the best way to do that. Even with existing flooring, I mean, I'm sure many people can relate to this. You do a strip and wax. And like you said, you know, that's a full-time position sometimes. They're just the people who are the floor tech, right? This is, listen, we do recruitment for nursing homes. We have to find, we have to, from from the recruitment company, from Quality Recruit, we have to find people. All they do is floor techs. That means they're paying a full salary for people, sometimes multiple. Their main job is the floor. I had a, a lot of facilities outsource that. I had a uh, outsource company that I met with to try to do business together with them. Because, uh, you know, I, I meet your your technicians or your maintenance people in a lot of buildings, and uh, you know, I, I'm constantly teaching them how to clean these floors and how to maintain them. And you know, maybe I can push business business your way. You can push business my way. And the person I met with in the company said, "I, I don't want your floors in my buildings." I said, why not? He says, because every time you put floors in a building, we get, have to get rid of one or two maintenance people. He says, you know, when they have the old flooring, they need stripping or waxing. We have more staff. We make more money. I, I don't think I'm ruining their business, but yeah, they, it definitely over time saves facilities a lot of money and cuts down on the amount of staff that they have. Right. From a, from a facility standpoint, obviously this, it can be a great arrangement, but if, you, if you're looking to increase staffing, which is how an outsourced company will make money, so then less staffing for them is a problem. For the end user, for the operator, obviously it's good. Well, what's the difference in the maintenance between, let's say, a typical floor with stripping and waxing and your type of flooring? Well, this floor, you don't ever want to strip or wax. The, the vinyl flooring in general, the way it's made is it has what's called a wear layer, which is a protective covering over the floor. What you see is a, the film is what gives it the color or the design or then on top of that film is a protective covering. So, and that's a big key that people need to understand when they buy flooring is the thicker that protective wear layer is, the longer the life of the flooring is. Because once you wear through that, 
the flooring is, you're going to just see black. The film is going to be gone and you'll just see black, which is the color of the bottom of the vinyl. Now, just going back for a second, the reason you don't want to wax is not because it will destroy the floor. When you do wax, you have to strip it. In order to strip the wax, you have to use very abrasive pads, which will strip away at the wear layer and it will reduce the life of the floor considerably. So that's why I never recommend waxing. There are other products you can use if you like shiny floors. There are a lot of other products that could be used on these floors that will give it that same look. But waxing is not a good idea. Nothing will penetrate that protective wear layer. Like I've had customers that had different type of outbreaks of whatever different diseases pre-COVID. I told them you can, you can pour bleach or anything you want. They were all concerned that it will ruin the color or this. I said, nothing will penetrate here. But if you just bleached it down or use any type of a disinfectant on the floor, so for uh, infection control, for bacterial control, all those things, this flooring is, you know, you try pouring bleach on carpet, see what happens. Um, yeah, obviously not on carpet. But but let's say other flooring, if you pull, if you pour like, it's it's not magic, obviously, right? So what? It will discolor it, like even on vinyl, uh, VCT, it will discolor it because there's no protective layer on top of the floor. It's actual vinyl. This, the vinyl is at the bottom, and then on top of that is the film, and on top of that is a protective layer. So nothing's gonna penetrate. Over time, that protective layer will get worn out, and the floors will have to be replaced. And another good thing about the vinyl flooring is you can always replace a piece or two. You don't have to replace an entire floor. But getting back to your original question, as far as we were talking about the maintenance of it, basic maintenance, you just need a mop. You need a mop and a bucket and some basic detergent or, or any uh, all-purpose cleaner, which, you know, all you have to do is just mop it and you'll keep it clean. Now, most facilities are really big and it's hard to mop. So, you, you know, you can get one of those machines, as long as you use a non-abrasive pad, it, it's really easy to keep clean. And if you ever get a stain or some dirt or something, you know, you hit a certain spot with the mop or even a Swiffer, you, you, you have a spray bottle, you spray some disinfectant or some cleaner, mop it up, clean it up. In, in a really difficult case, you might have to get down on your knees and rub it with a rag, but it, it will come out. There's almost nothing that won't come out. And like I said, you get a, get a machine. If, you, if it's a really big facility, you get one of those machines you ride, you know, once a day or once a week, sometimes clean the floor and, and you're good to go. So very, very little maintenance involved. Very, very interesting. I'm just thinking now that you have a very unique perspective on this because you come, you know, from a flooring standpoint, like we mentioned in the beginning of this conversation, you know, something that... We almost forget that it exists until it's torn, broken, dirty, or renewed or replaced. But otherwise, it's, we almost forget about it. The question really is, do you have any particular incidents that you've, you know, in your experience going through facilities or your team going through facilities where you were able to see something that was like so obvious from your perspective where maybe the maintenance team couldn't understand it or the housekeeping team couldn't understand it or even operational Everything because you deal with you know some of the stuff you're dealing with is clinical as well. I, I could walk into any facility and tell you if they have a good maintenance crew, no matter what flooring they have, but based on the way they up they keep up their floors, 
but uh, th that's a key. I mean, you know, I, I tell customers all the time, I I'm still looking for a flooring that, for a floor that cleans itself. As soon as I find, uh -huh. uh, you know, but you know, customers complain, oh, the floor is dirty. The, you know, it has to be maintained like anything else. It has to be cleaned. But there's not no flooring that's easier to clean than this type of flooring. Very, very interesting. That always frustrates me. I don't know if that's what you were asking me. It, it is, is that people, you know, put in flooring and they have no idea what they're putting in. And it's not necessarily the facilities, a typical administrator or operator, how would they know about flooring other than, you know, I guess through you. But what frustrates me a lot is that a lot of the flooring companies don't know about flooring. And they tell things to facilities that are not true. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times here in California, like I said, we have, we have the Ashpad requirements, which are very strict. Right. But I can't tell you how many times I've gone into facilities and they just resource and they're not Ashpad approved. California? They have very strict rules about the smoke density and fire ratings and all kinds of things. And, and people don't know. And they just, oh, it's vinyl. They put it in and it's residential vinyl. It's not commercial vinyl. And there's a huge difference between residential. Besides the price, there's a big difference between residential vinyl and, and you know, there, there are a lot of vinyls, like there are click vinyls that people are using. For sure, here in California, you cannot use that in facilities. And I don't recommend it in any facility because it's a floating floor. It's not meant for high traffic or, you know, commercial building. But, you know, I meet administrators or operators and they tell me, well, the flooring people tell me that it's fine and it's good and it, it's approved and but it's not they don't you know they don't know what they're saying so this is interesting not to the rest wasn't but what happens so someone's an operator they could spend tens of thousands of dollars installing a floor in one facility or worst case 10 facilities and it's not an approved flooring is this are these regulations enforced so that's a very good question typically no typically it's not really enforced unless you have other issues. When you have other issues, they make everything into an issue. But typically, if you put in a floor, nobody will come out and just and ask you for the specs or any of that kind of stuff. But a lot of times, facilities that are doing remodeling and stuff is because they're hit with infractions or whatever. So they're under watchful eyes. So they want to get rid of torn carpet or flooring that needs to be replaced. And then they replace it with flooring that doesn't is not approved. That's when a lot of times they have issues. But uh -huh. typically enforced that somebody will, will just out of nowhere come and ask for the paperwork or the specs and stuff like that. But well, I, I am one of the people that believe that if you're going to do it, do it right. If you're going to do it, don't put in residential flooring into a facility. It, it's not going to last. It's not going to... You know, and all these things are always good. And yeah, you might have saved a few dollars until you have a problem. And then once, you know, somebody has a problem, something happens or whatever. And next thing you know, oh, this flooring wasn't approved. Somebody got hurt. Exactly. That's what I was going to go with from a liability standpoint. Somebody trips and falls. A wheelchair gets caught on a tile and the tile comes up and God forbid something happens to the resident. And now there's a lawsuit because there's insurance policy and who knows what else is going on. And they're, they're digging into everything. And then they find out it was regular residential flooring in a nursing home that was not approved. So it's not, that's not worth it. No, but that's, that's the thing. Like people think 
you know, they, they save money on the short run, but in the long run, it ends up costing them money. Even the fact that they'll probably have to replace it two or three times, you know, before they would have had to replace the proper flooring. So at the moment, they might have saved money. In the long run, it costs them money. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the challenges. This might lead to the next part of this conversation. The challenge is that from an operator standpoint, I got three quotes, five quotes, ten quotes for my flooring. The prices are, are all over the place. The one that's, that, that is coming in is less expensive than the other ones. I know for sure that I'm getting a good price. I don't know what the quality is. I don't know how long it's going to I don't know if it's approved for everything, even though my flooring guy says that it is. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. Maybe he doesn't. But if I go with an expensive, a, a, a more costly flooring, I don't know that it's going to last longer. It might be worse. A absolutely. And, and, and you'd be surprised how many times I see that the cheaper flooring is much more expensive. Like people that are putting that kind of floors, flooring companies that are putting that kind of floors and facilities usually have no idea what they're doing. A lot of times it's like, they're subcontracting to someone that's subcontracting to, there's like five people in between and they're charging astronomical amounts for flooring that doesn't belong to the facility and then you have someone that came in with a with a decent floor that would work and you know the other people were much better salesmen or they convinced them that yeah, I, I I I tell people all the time that they have to educate themselves. Don't don't listen to me. Don't believe me. You know, I have I have ulterior motive, alternative ulterior motives. Like I'm trying mm -hmm. to, but do your research. Do do your homework. I mean, there's some there's just a couple basic things that really somebody needs to know. And the two basic most important things that you need to know is the overall thickness of the material, which will uh, affect the how long it. Vinyl over time expands and contracts, it's just the nature of vinyl. The thicker the material, the longer it will take for that to happen, and the, le and, and the less it will happen. It, the more dense it is, the thicker it is, the less it will shrink or expand, and the longer it will last. Now, there's, there's also this, there's, uh, companies that use material, which is not as good, obviously. And then, you know, but that's already getting to another level. But the basic things that somebody wanting to change their floors should look at is the overall thickness and the thickness of the wear layer. Those are the two most important things that uh, someone should look at. The basic commercial vinyl is two and a half millimeter thickness. And the basic commercial wear layer is a 0.12 millimeter, uh, mil uh, wear layer. So that's, if it's anything less than that, it's residential. A lot of very reputable companies with good products sell two and a half millimeter, 12 mil. A lot of them sell two and a half millimeter, 20 mil. In my opinion, you don't have to go higher than 20 mil. Obviously, the more, the better, but 20 mil is, is about half a millimeter. So in my opinion, is more than enough for a facility. And I, my material that I make, I mean, I make all thicknesses, but personally, I, I don't make anything less than a three millimeter and a 20 mil wear layer because I wouldn't put anything less than that in a facility. Fine. So uh, it's just interesting. Like who would have thought that there's, that there would have been, that there is so much that goes into uh, a simple floor. I, I definitely never, you know, never would have thought so much goes into it. And it's also interesting that, you know, price can be a, price can be a reflection of multiple people involved. Like you said, 
if there's five in between people, then that's going to be reflecting the price. That doesn't mean you're getting anything um, better necessarily. If anything, just the opposite. Obviously, if if somebody, but but people also have to realize the difference in price between a residential material and a commercial material. It's almost double the price. So you know, people go into like Home Depot and they buy and they put it in their facility and they're like, oh well, I got it for two dollars or whatever it is. That's not material that should be in your building. And the difference between that and commercial flooring, you know, it, it, it's about 50 cents a square foot. But you'll find other people selling the same stuff as Home Depot, and they're selling it for $1.30, $1.40, whereas something that belongs into a facility is probably in the 250 to $3 range. Got it. What about for low-traffic areas in the facility? So, you know, if it's a, if it's a resident room, then I, right. I would I would say yes. You could do the two and a half millimeter with a twelve millimeter basic commercial material. The tricky part, and the reason why I tell facilities not to do that, even though it's obviously a little bit cheaper, is because then the heights don't match when you do the hallway, and then you have reducers. You know, that ideally you would like to have everything one level so that there's no trip hazards. There's no well, trip hazards is the yeah. Especially, especially you know, if in a nursing home, the, the last thing you need is one more way for residents to fall. Correct. Well, this is another important thing also with the vinyl is the softer material. So if there was a fall, they're less likely to get as severely hurt as a, a BCT tile, which is a harder surface. Well, well, amazing. So if if our listeners want to learn more about specifically your company, want to learn more about Ritz Flooring, about your, or even if our administrators want to get a little bit more educated about your products and services, give us your website and where they can go to learn more about your company. My website is ritzflooring.com. They can go on there. There's, there's a info page if they have any questions. They have questions, we, we respond quickly. And uh, I have a LinkedIn page for Ritz Flooring. But the, the website, ritzflooring.com the best information show Amazing. all the products that we carry and and they can well, obviously it's coming from somebody who's very knowledgeable in this and what i like the best about this and include this in, in your sales if you don't already include it is that you're not a flooring person because you just decided the flooring is your thing you come i like very much the fact that you know you you were doing construction you're doing all areas of the building and you you know you kind of saw the importance of flooring and found that you know a real solution to a very real problem in a way that works that's lasting and better than what's currently being done so like that's a real you know that's a real solid reason to be doing what you're doing it's been fantastic yeah it happened on its own and it really happened on its own it wasn't something I, I intended to go into okay but listen you know you, you found something and you went after it and it's also it's also like what you said, like you didn't know about you know the the compliance to all the different building materials, so you learned all about that. You you know you learn you know you teach yourself about these different things. And, you know operators are doing this all day, and so sometimes yeah, let's just get the flooring in. You know it, it's always like we have to, we're dealing with everything else. We have census, we have staffing, we have COVID. Hopefully no more COVID, but uh, we have everything else that's going on. Just get it done, get it done quickly and cheaply. And I don't want to hear about it. And if I have to deal with this again in three years, so right now, right now you solved my problem and it fits this month's budget and I don't have to explain away, you know, something else. Well, there, sometimes that's not, that's not the right decision. 
there are different attitudes towards it and in all kinds of things you know some people are like i just want to spend as little as possible right now and if there's a problem in three years i'll worry about it right now i just need to get it done and then there's an attitude of some people that they want something that they could take pride in that will last that will have to have a problem they want to avoid problems those are the customers that we're looking for the ones that want to amazing amazing thank you so much mati for coming on the nursing home podcast I have to I have to be honest that I was surprised that there's so much involved in flooring. We even went, you know, a little bit later than, you know, than we expected. And I'm sure there's so much more that could be shared. So I really appreciate um, you sharing uh, so generously from your time. Brian Wallace, just seeing you now. Hi, hi Brian, a little shout out. That's what we connected us. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.